tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Any, any, any time. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that, yeah, you look way smarter. And Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to. Rah. Yeah, there you go. Jump that shit, dog. Just like <laughs> I did the whole time to our interview. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to Tim Fall Hat. We really do appreciate you. Without you, the swarm, we would just be talking to ourselves. So we're so thankful you come with us on these journeys. Uh, join me, as always, is my good friend and yours, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Uh, we don't smoke the same. How is that going? It's popping. It's popping. We took shrooms the other day. You know how. A little party. Living that life, Living bro. It. Li- do it for me. Oh, do it I for am. me because I can no longer do that. Uh, and then on the one, the twos, to know him is to love him. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Jay Nice? Pretty good, man. Just back from the farm. Back happy, from happy the farm, back, hoeing. Did you do some hoeing? <laughs> no, I did some. I chopped some wood, split some wood. Uh, Johnny shirt on, shirt off. Oh, it's cold as fuck. So Any milking? Shirt, shirt Johnny's on. shirt. Oh, shirt on this time? No, we only have beef cattle. No milk cows. Oh. Yeah. We only how, how many times did you try to milk before you realized those weren't udders? <laughs> That's, you just told what is considered the most hack joke on the farm. I on the farm? Well, yeah. I've never been to the farm, so I, I don't know. know the jokes that are flying <laughs> yeah. there. But yeah, that was... That's like when someone's like, oh, dude, that joke, Steve Johnson does that. Like, who's Steve Johnson? Oh, he's the open micer in Milwaukee. How the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to know just, that? You just did the farm equivalent of, oh, I just flew in from Denver. Oh, your arm's tired? Oh, yeah, man, like, is that already a joke? That's my opener. <laughs> Guys, if you want to see me do more killer jokes like utter jokes, you can see me live this weekend in Kansas City. I'm returning to the scene of the crime, one of my favorite places to go, the Comedy Club in Kansas City. Again, all these dates are available at samtriplee.com, all the ticket links you need. And then I, so that is this weekend. It is March 18th through the 20th. Then the following weekend, Daddy's got some big news, dude. Uh, the 27th of, of March. I have a show in Lombard, Illinois, and guess what? We sold so many tickets, we've added a second show for the first time in my life. Without the Swarm, that would not be possible. Thank you, guys. So come see me. I have a couple friends coming out. Andrew Rafi, uh, Jason Tebow, all sorts of shit. It's going to be a really, really, really fun time. So come hang out with me there. And then... The f- not two weeks after that, I'm back in Austin at the Romo Room. I'm doing that Friday and Saturday, which I believe is the eighth and the ninth. Is that the date yep, on that? Yes. Eighth and the ninth. No, at- no, ninth and the tenth. The ninth and the tenth. Excuse me, in Austin. Excited to get back to where all the ugly homeless people are, dude. I'm sorry, LA's got great homeless people compared to Austin homeless people. 
Also, homeless people are like the, the, the minor leagues of homeless. Like they haven't worked on a good skill are set. Are they overweight too? No, they're just – they're not attractive. Mm. In Hollywood, you see some attractive oh, homeless yeah. people. You're like, yeah. you know, a different day, different time, that m- maybe something could happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a different day like tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> maybe tomorrow, depending on my mood, right? Uh, so much is going on. So much is going on in my life. Uh, I, I am uh, cranking out super-duper content. And you can get all this content, or at least the free content, at samtriplee.com. Tim Fall Hat. Is there. Broken Sim is there. Punch Drunk, there. Uh, uh, Cash Daddy's there. You can also find him on Broken Sim and on Odyssey, Rumble, Rockfin. They're all there, okay? You guys can check that, but Sam Tripoli is your one-stop shop. Now, I owe everybody an apology. I couldn't get up the Tatari episode, okay, because it just my computer has a problem downloading stuff. So luckily, Johnny and I just fix it. It will be up momentarily. So my apologies on that. Uh, you know, Andres, what is it? I- Icarus or what, what is that? Exertus. <laughs> 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 Exertus. Yeah, sorry about that, Andres. Uh, the supercomputer crushed it. Making a push for the Mount Rushmore. That guy was great. So uh, if yeah. you go to Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com, you can get a ton of my content. You can go to, uh, you can have my zeros there, my my greatest of all times there. If you keep this on a DL, don't tell anybody this between us. Uh, you can now find Conspiracy Social Club there. Ooh. So they're all there, dude, for one low $10 price. And we just did a Broken Sim uh, that will be up this week, probably tomorrow is what we're looking will at. Will that be that. On, on Rockfin as well? Not not yet. We haven't set that up yet. Okay, that will be on patreon.com slash broken broken simulation. But yeah, it'll also be on YouTube and and, and on wherever you get podcasts. And Tinfo is completely free on rockfin.com. Completely free. Free. You'll never pay for Tim Fall Hat, the main show. You'll never pay for it. It will always be free to you, the people, to the children, and mostly the ladies. Okay? (laughs) Mostly the ladies. All right, so it's all free out there. And uh, you can grab that there. If you're looking for more daily doses, I do about three of them a week. That will be on the Patreon, Sam, uh, patreon.com slash Sam Tripoli. Okay. Well, you will be eventually be able to get Tim Fall Hat Patreon and Zero on Sam Tripoli.com for one low price for both. So that's all happening. Uh, t shirts are available, man. T shirts are on fire. You go to Tim Fall Hat T shirts.com or Sam Tripoli.com. And you can find T-shirts there. I got a brand new shirt I'm working on right now. I'm very excited about it. And uh, But you can get all the old ones. I think we have a couple left, and it's almost done. The Fisting the Machine shirts. Swarm Troopers are very popular. What else we got on there? The color on that. I saw you actually wear it, that Fisting the Machine shirt. The color on that one's great. Man. It's wonderful, right? Yeah. Uh, what else we got on there? We got uh, Rage Rick and Morty. Rick. Fuck your blue check mark. Fuck your blue check mark. Great way to support the show. Is the new one going to be exclusive? Should they be on the lookout? No, the new one won't be exclusive. I can't just do exclusives. I got to give this to the people. Let's do it. It's going to be a shape-shifting Jesus shirt. Oh, yeah. That can't be exclusive. Yeah, Everyone's got to have the, one. It's got to be for the people, Johnny. The people. So go do that. And uh, I'm also going to have a place for you guys to go get the tinfoil hat mugs, shirts, and stuff. I haven't been really pushing that because uh, I want to get that integrated into the website. Anything else, guys? That's about it. Oh, rock. Ch- check out Cash Daddies. It's my in my invest my comedy investment show. Check out Broken Simulation. That's my c- 
where I just talk about my life. You want to hear about how Sam got almost gotten two fights on one on plane air, ride? On one plane ride. Yeah, oh. check out Broken Sam. It's yeah, go check tomorrow. it out. It's a lot of fun. So, and then uh, oh, I think we're about to uh, release uh, uh, Conspiracy Social Club's audio for free. Uh, old episodes on our RSS feed that should happen very soon. We're just waiting to get our. We're just waiting to get the um, the uh, the 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 theme music done. So that's it, man. I, I I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on that I want you guys to know about. Again, sorry about not getting last weekend's video out. It just my computer's acting up. But I love you all very much. You know they keep telling me my numbers are either going down. Or, you, or, you know, because everyone's mad that's not on YouTube, whatever. But, the, you know, the crowds keep showing up. And as long as you keep showing up, I'll keep rocking. I love to rant and rave and just get weird. I'm telling you, the show's about to go so far off the deep end stand-up-wise that if you don't listen to the show, you're going to have no clue what I'm talking about. And that's how I like it. God bless the swarm. So uh, enjoy the show. Uh, we're talking channeling. We're talking life with uh, Rogueways. Lindsay Sharman. Enjoy the show. Okay, so let's get into it. Super excited to have this returning champion. I don't know. This might be number four. She's almost so. at that the the, the five uh, the fifth time host on Saturday Night Live. Remember when that was meant something? <laughs> uh, she's our returning champion. She has a great podcast called Rogue Ways. Please welcome Lindsay Sharman. How are you? What's up, Sam? It's good to be here. What's up, guys? Good. Nice to see you all again. Glad you're back on the show. It's always a pleasure to chop it up with you. Uh, hopefully after this, you won't block us across all media like uh, <laughs> Bishop Larry Gators did. Yeah. Did he? What the hell, Aww. man? He was, so but it wasn't just us. It was like everybody. everybody. Yeah. He just fucking went nuts. Larry Johnson. Uh, was, everyone became Satan, probably, I'm guessing. I heard he doesn't think That's we're Christians. <laughs> He doesn't think we're young Christian warriors. That's oh, what I heard on the word. Oh, yeah. Really? That's it? He has his podcast, and I heard he mention us. I can't figure out exactly when the timestamp. He's that's like, I that. had to let them go because they did not believe in the Lord. Okay, so I take Johnny Wood of, Wood of the Wood Woods. Okay, that is an old tribe from back in the day. Pure paganism. I'm, I'm Southern Baptist by birth. I'm Johnny hell, loves man. Jesus. I'm way old school. I, I should, I should be unblocked, Jesus. Bishop Larry. Unblock me, at I, least. Why don't you come on and tell us to fuck ourselves? I'd like that. But back. No, that, that's not. You You want to do what Christ would do. And Christ, he wouldn't come on and tell us to fuck ourselves. He would just silently block everybody and go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what the Lord would do. And uh, no, on the eighth he day. He would come in with whips and he would start whipping everybody and throwing your right. table. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we saw him do that with those fucking bankers. What if Jesus, on the ninth day, Jesus blocked everybody on social media? (laughs) (laughs) It's in the Apocrypha. We just haven't discovered that that book yet. So, Lindsay, uh, real quick, for those who might not know you from your numerous uh, appearances on this loving show, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your show and where they can find you on the internet? Yes, thank you. And the swarm, I love the swarm. Every time I'm on, the swarm gives me so much love. So I'm so excited to uh, have that swarm, you know, come back. And I actually have a 10% off coupon if anybody goes to the site, rogueways.org, and wants to get anything in the store except the merch. It's 10% off if you use swarm love as the coupon code. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and we've got tarot readings there. There's classes that I teach. There's um, consultation I'm doing for, uh, you know, if you're in a homeschooling, I'm a teacher of 14 years and now nationally board certified so you know i've got all the right credentials and i also do it with um you know writing uh because i have four books
books out. Uh, they're all available on Amazon and on the site. And yeah, I do Rogueways as my show. I do twice a week. And now Sam was great enough to get me onto Rockfin. And so now I have Middle Path on Rockfin on Thursday night. So lots How of How great stuff is Rockfin? On. I can't express I people it. enough how great Rockfin is. And if you want to get her stuff, Lindsay's stuff, our stuff, you can go there. It's only 10 bucks, and it's for everybody's stuff. So I hope you check it out. And they're really fighting for uh, free speech. Lindsay, I love it because you and I are kind of alike. We talk about this all the time. We uh, went through down the, the path of darkness, uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of weirdness. <laughs> and here you are with your, your just you, you've set up your shop on virtual main street and you're doing really well. And, you know, I just can't stress that enough to people like, you know, I got so much crap for this tweet that I put out about, about, you know, stop fighting for $15 minimum wage and start fighting, get out of your minimum wage job. And people yeah. went nuts on me and they're like, you know, of us can do a podcast. All of us can die. It's like, it's not just podcasting. It's like, doing tarot card readings, whatever it is. It's like there's so many venues. Like, stop thinking in terms of, like, I, I can't start thinking of, like, the Internet is like you're a virtual Main Street. Go set up your shop. Try to get people to come into your store. And that's kind of where I'm at on yeah. that. Right? It's unbelievable. No, well, you're right. And the reason people get pissed off about that is because people really do feel safer in their slavery and their, you know, oppression than they do going out and taking responsibility for themselves. And I'm not saying people who have minimum wage jobs aren't taking responsibility for themselves. There's a lot of people who have minimum wage jobs and that's what they want. And as like their sort of backup to the other stuff that they're interested in, they want to like read or write or do whatever, like make shit, you know, and they're just doing that for fun. And this is just how they support themselves whatever but there's so many people too who just accept that as like the you know something they settled for because it's way easier than putting yourself out there it's way easier than doing any kind of self-transformational work it's way easier than taking responsibility for your life for sure and listen nobody's saying there shouldn't be minimum wage job i in fact worked a minimum wage job okay but i'm saying you shouldn't many minimum wage jobs and been fired by many of them at (laughs) at one point by the time i think i was done with college i'd been fired 11 times see but a minimum wage job is for someone in college someone without kids well it's like like, high school college and you know i must say like maybe first generation right where you're like you're the first generation here and you just want to get a a work and that's kind of the that's kind of the way the family generations go the first generation just does the 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 fucking crap jobs and they just work because they're happy to work the next generation does a little better labor job after that it's like more of a like a, a maybe lightly blue collar but white collar and then the next generation lazy as fuck that's how it goes <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how right it goes. that's exactly how it goes okay and that's fine i mean because you know it's like if you look at my family's generation you know that that's my family and over that that's exactly what happened man and that's okay but my point is like you shouldn't be like i want to feed my family i want to support my family working at burger king dude (laughs) and there's like there's a lot of jobs out there where you could go like construction there's so much work there's not enough people to fill the construction jobs Go do that. That's twenty twenty five dollars an hour. I'm and again, man. Union's I'm, forty. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you don't listen. To fight for fifteen isn't the fight you need to fight. The fight is like, how do I get out of this job and become my own boss and create my own 
like just business, man. And anybody could do it. I mean, there's an app called care.com. Those are people yeah. who are babysitters and, and house cleaners that they are self-employed. And then there's something called task rabbit. They're just all handymen. And then there's some called only fans. And then there's Patreons. And then there's all, <laughs> and it's like, you could laugh with it, whatever you want at only fans, but those girls are independent contractors taking care, taking, and they're their own bosses and they're making money and they got to hustle. But that's, that's not true. really what today's about. Today is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love that you're doing all this stuff, and it's like, you know, and like you're kind of like me, man. You know, it's like I'll be in these recovery meetings, and I'll hear somebody who just came from like just like really dark stuff, and, and now they're like they're killing in their life, and it's because they took control of their life. And they just started, you know, and it's like they just went through it. And the sooner you start, the sooner you get through it. But you got to go through it, which is like building something, not making a lot of money and just like believing in yourself and going through it. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because I love everything you're doing. And I love the world that you live in because it's like there's so much more hope in that than everything else going on. It just really is. And, the you know, you know, so so like when I leave this comfortable place, like tinfoil hat you go out to the real world and you start talking to like regular people and you're like i believe this i believe this like ha how do you know where's your proof and and it's like well that's not faith you know it's like that faith is belief without actual evidence and like but to be to be honest with you the most the best evidence i have that this stuff is real is like is that when I apply this, what we're going to talk about, what we've talked about with Lindsay in the past about, when, when I apply it to my, my actual life, my life gets better. Boom. It just works. When I practice the, uh, you know, the law of attraction, when I, tr- when I practice the model of abundance, right? When I practice these things, my life gets better. When I turn off the, the, the television, when I turn off the internet, well, you know, and I, my life gets better when I apply these principles of spirituality to my stuff. My life gets better, and that is the only proof I need that it, 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 it whether it's real or not, it works for me, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What better proof would you need except the lived experience as your truth? You know, you don't need someone else to tell you you feel better. You stopped abusing drugs. You know, you're like happier. You have this beautiful life that you've created. That's all the evidence you need for for any of that sort of stuff, you know. Everything um, else is just like BS and like, I'm sorry, but this vaccine everyone's taking, all I'm hearing is like, I was down for like dude. three days. I thought I was going to die, but I'm happier yeah. now. You're like, okay, <laughs> okay. okay. And they go you in for better. dose number dose. Then they well, go for you, dose. No. The, yeah. The second one's supposed to be the, the brutal one. Have you heard there's this, you know, I can't remember his name, but there's this guy uh, that people are passing around now who's talking about how the very likely the mrna is programming our immune system to not be able to produce a defense against something unless it is programmed to buy further vaccines so we literally won't have any defense at all unless we just keep going for like boosters every month for the new variants of every single thing getting it not getting it no have no desire not gonna oh no i can't fly on these fucking greyhound buses in the sky Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. I mean, at this point, it's like I love doing stand because I love stand up. But at this point, if I have to cut that out, guess what? It's going to happen like that. So it is what it is. But a lot more road trips. Yeah, dude. I I was just on a farm for a weekend doing stand up, and everybody had RVs, and I'm like, this ain't so bad. Tour bus, just RV to each gig. 
just put the podcast in there, just do that from there. Everything's, I could do that for sure. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Proactive. You know, Proactive is one of those products that I use in my everyday life. I, I, I tell you this, it has changed my life. I used to have nasty acne and I tried everything and then someone suggested Proactive and it changed my life. I went from having welts and just my snozz just getting lit up by zits. Like I just, I always get, I'm 48 years old. I still get zits. And when my zits come, what do I use? Proactive. When I feel a zit coming on, I use Proactive and it helps me beat it. Right there and then, okay? If you want clear skin feeling, proactive treatment systems have clinically proven ingredients to clear skin and they're dermatology tested to be gentle. There's a proactive for you out there. Trust me, dermatologist tested proactive has three different types of acne fighting systems and one is perfect for your type okay three different ones they have the uh, proactive solution the original system suitable for all skin types and they have proactive plus for sensitive skin types and proactive md okay prescription prescription strength for stubborn breakouts okay i use it all the time I use it all the time. I, I have nasty stuff. My I just my skin breaks out and it's changed my life. And if it works for me, it can work for you as well. Right now is a great time to try Proactive for our podcast listeners. All right. You can get a special limited time offer by going to proactive.com slash Sam. Okay. S-A-M. Subscribe today and you will receive the, the Proactive Hydrating Duo as a free gift, okay? That includes a hydrogel mask and the green tea moisturizer. Best of all, you'll get shipping for free. Free shipping. Again, go to visit proactive.com. That's P-R-O-A-C-T-I-V.com slash Sam to take advantage of the special offer now. That's proactive.com slash Sam. Subscribe to consistently clear skin. Um, so we want to get into channeling. Where do we start with this? Because I love <laughs> this idea, man. I love that. It's like, again, like remote viewing, all this stuff is like, it's, it makes like this whole world we live in so much more interesting and our, our mental and spiritual capabilities just like way beyond anything we've ever been taught and programmed to believe in, right? Right. And we have been, you know, trained out of that by everything in our culture and our society, including the education system, especially, which I'm a veteran of. And, you know, our our media or everything. And I just wrote this article called Conditioned by Psychopathy. And I really dug into like why none of us, why we all give up our sovereignty and why we bow down to the loudest asshole in the room. And, you know, why we're more comfortable doing that than we are, like we were just saying, taking control of our lives and like creating what we love uh, and doing what we love is because we've been conditioned by this psychopathy. And we're, we're programmed to accept that, um, you know, things are not going to be empathetic. They're not going to be sympathetic. They're not going to, you know, have anything to do with our lived truth uh, and they're just going to be full of horror and pain and so we may as well just give into it and get it over with and buckle down and like move on but actually life is so much more beautiful than that and so much beyond that and it's it's hard when you haven't experienced that in any way to believe it um you know but like you said you start trying some of these things and you go forth and you see like wow i feel better my life's getting better like <laughs> this is all i really needed um you know, but to uh, bring it back to channeling specifically, I have to say that, like, 
I hate that word <laughs> and I hate the like, I maybe hate's a strong word, but I hate the like whole sort of vapid, empty, shallow new age movement as I see it. I just, there's so much crap and there's so many people who are full of shit. And so like the idea of channeling, I've always just been like, this is bullshit. Like this is just a bunch of scam artists who are like trying to get people's money, trying to get people's attention, preying on people's fears, preying on people's desire to, you know, want life to mean something more and just like feeding them a line of shit. And now, I <laughs> Do you think that's done purposefully? Like when we talk about like that's astrology, right? You know, yeah. when people think it's astrology, they think of like just sitting there listening to some chick you want to hook up with and listening to yeah. her bullshit. Uh, she's like, oh, I got you. Hi, sis. That means yeah. you how to run. And everyone's like, oh, uh, dude, can we just get laid? Can we just, yeah. right? In reality. Twin flames. Yeah, right? And in reality, <laughs> like, astrology is, like, so beyond powerful. You know, it's like, we hear it all right. the time. Like, millionaires watch the market. Billionaires watch the stars, right? They watch astrology. They study all that stuff. And yet you have something like the secret, right? That comes out. And I know that's not about, uh, you know, about channeling or what, whatever the term you want us to use is. But, you know, I think that was made to make it look so like new age woo woo that it would turn everybody off. Yeah. And it was just like, I, would, I just started thinking about checks and checks just started showing up, which is <laughs> to me, not the, what the law of attraction is. Like you still, still have to work for it but you have to have the positive energy to, to to put that out to the universe and that's just me what i believe but when i hear yeah. you talking about channeling and all the stuff that's involved with it like so much of this is just like control i, I like controlled opposition's interesting because it infers that somebody's going to go do this i think sometimes there are people out there who are pushed forward and they don't know it by the powers that be because they push a certain type of, uh, you know, it's like NWA. Did they go out there and go, okay, you guys are going to sing about black people uh, selling crack and shooting each other right about that. Or did they go, oh, look at this band. This band is writing exactly the crap that we want to push on everybody. Let's push them forward. Let's push them forward. Let's push them forward. Yeah, because you yeah. can't make them write that. That right? comes naturally. That comes from like these guys were really talking about that. And like you said, they might have just hyped it up. Be like, hey, let's give these guys oh, extra like ticket that. sales. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, wet ass pussy. Oh, dude, look at that. She's Cardi B saying stupid shit. <laughs> so talented. We love that. It's like, you know, and like everybody pushes that forward. And she thinks, because I think outside, people think entertainment, pop culture is like sports. We're like only the best of the best. You got to be the best to win. So the best get pushed forward. But in reality, in my humble opinion, it's like it's more about who fits the narrative that we want to brainwash everybody with. Yeah. And as simple as like, you know, one of my books, I, <laughs> I sent it in, I've sent it into a ton of publishers and one of the publishers who got back to me, which in itself is a huge honor. They don't get back to a lot of people, but they got back to me and they said, well, this book isn't, um, feminist enough and oh. i laugh because it's a female main character it's two really strong female supporting characters very few male characters have even much of a role in the story at all and the female character saves the entire universe so how is that not feminist enough 
for them. But this is, you know, they like you're saying, they have their agenda. They have their very specific vision of what they want to come through and to, um, you know, push the narrative with. And that's all they're going to choose. And anything that's outside of that could be the most well-written, amazing book in the world. And it still is not going to necessarily get published unless it fits in with that. And I'm not saying my book is the most amazing you know, book not? in the world. But I Why think not? it's pretty amazing. But <laughs> Why not? I need to write a book. I have to learn how to write first. But I do need to write a book. <laughs> that's a big one. That is a big part. Better hurry up before they book burning. Yeah. Seriously. Your book's going to yeah. come out and that would really canceled. suck. I'm like, this is the greatest book I've ever written. And they just grab it, throw it in the fire. <laughs> Fuck your book. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you're walking right out of the press with like the first copy. And then like, Then you know it was good, though. They took the time to target it. Then you know it was good. You, so. you need to do There's one of those. some honor in that. One of those sort of compilation books where they take your pod rants, you know, like your intros and stuff. and then just People do those. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm actually yeah. working on that right now because my ending of Rogue Ways, people are like, oh, I fucking love these endings. Like, why? I need them. And I'm like, oh, I'll just put them all together as like a, you know, daily. You could just flip to a page and do like a God shot or whatever because they're all very, very spiritual usually. They're at least inspirational. Um, Anybody so- want to hit me up, let me know. We'll work together. We'll do it. Hey, guys, I don't know about you, but. But I've been looking for a really funny investment podcast. And, you know, most of them out there I find are really dry, boring, okay? Not this one I found. I pee frequently. That's right. I pee frequently, okay? Mixes humor with real news and 80s music. And if you like those things, this is the perfect podcast for you. Dave and Brad are the best hosts, and I know everybody on this show really likes And What was the episode you were just talking about? Sausage Scandal. Bam! Sausage Scandal, and Johnny loves it. He's, he's one of the many reviews on their on their podcast thing. If you read their reviews, yeah. just know Johnny's one of those, okay? And he loves it, okay? When I was looking for a business podcast, and I found it, and it's I frequently okay imagine two guys let's call them dave and brad right dave brad brad dave okay and they're just hanging out and they they want to blend they're really good at business they're really funny and they like to talk so they're like why not we take our gifts and put it out to the world and start a podcast okay and they started a podcast and it's business advice it's 80s music it's headline news all of that into one podcast called ip frequently okay it's it, it, it it's it's the perfect blend of all your favorite stuff okay so do me a favor so check them out subscribe to ip frequently and stay up to date on their weekly streams of episodes wherever you get podcasts okay get your business news get your comedy get your 80s music get your news boom all in one place please check out ip frequently um but so you don't like the term channeling what do you prefer i mean i don't have a better word for it so that's why i eventually just had to admit that my book was channeled because i i'm like beating around it for years trying to describe the way that it happened and what it is and how it went down and eventually people are like oh so it's channeled every single time i describe it i'm like okay fine it's channeled but i just i hate the possibility that i'm going to be associated with all of these fake people who um, are just trying to like pull some shit where I'm like, no, this is just actually what happened. I didn't ask for it. I didn't go looking for it. Like, this is just how it went down. Um, So I, I just short, you know, I don't know what else to call it. So channeled is good. I I just, I like to express that to people because I want people to know that like, I, I don't know, like at this, I just never would have ever thought that that was going to happen. And I never 
wanted to call it that, and I don't have a better way to describe what, it. So, so let's let's get into <laughs> channeling. Is what? Well, that's the other thing. Is there's a million different ways to uh, cut it up, right? So you've had Catherine O'Shea on the show, and I consider what she does channeling. Like she definitely gets messages from somewhere. They're incredibly be bizarrely accurate. So I can't deny that they're coming from something and that that thing obviously has knowledge of of all of this stuff that she wouldn't otherwise know right and she describes it as channeling at various different times too and so in that version you know she literally will have some feeling come to her and she feels it like come up and around and out her mouth so something else is speaking through her so that's i think what most people probably think of when they're when they say channeling is are these people who speak something else's voice you know something is speaking through them isn't that somewhat what they say is behind the the story of the quran and the story of the talmud right like that this these angels came down said something so yeah. holy that they couldn't like right isn't that mormonism as well like that was the whole yeah. story yeah. like is that crazy like that Every story religion. has been like remixed a couple times yeah. at, to, to each one of these religions. So now we got three. I, I don't know how big Mormonism. It's, I think it's basic cable compared to the other ones, right? Like, <laughs> right. It's like ESPN three compared to like all the other religions. But you know, it's just like that's the story. They down. They were spoke to by an angel, and it was so holy he couldn't write down. You know, it's all this crazy shit. But so is that it? Like. That, is it I almost think, like downloading at, in a yeah. weird way? Yeah. It very, for me, at least, when I look. So my experience was pretty specific, and I'll describe it for people. But I also you know, have to say that I think part of why it was able to happen with me is that um, I think I'd been practicing it and doing it my whole life, and I just didn't know necessarily. So I'd always describe before when I was writing, I'd be like, well, you know, if, if something just hits me and it comes to me and I write it out, like, that shit is good. If I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to write a poem and I just force something out, like, it is always shit. It just is not good. Like, so, like, clearly I'm not actually very skilled, but whatever that thing is that strikes, that inspiration that just comes and, like, it's fully formed and I just barf it out onto the page, that is coming from something, right? And that is similar to what happened in my book. And I think a lot of artists can relate to this. And so I think... The more we break it down, the more people out there are going to be like, wait, I do that too. And so I hope that happens because I think actually many humans are doing this all of the time. I think all of us have the potential and the possibility. And I think the more like skilled we are and practiced at something that we can sort of almost like turn off our our like monkey mind or whatever, our like mindless chatter and like get into that sort of flow state, the more likely it is to come through. If that so, makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. It gets into even deeper questions like what are thoughts? Yeah. Like what are your thoughts? Is your brain How do you know which it, ones are yours? Yeah. And like is it the brain? Is your brain thinking? Well you hear I mean, did you hear stories like Paul McCartney woke up with with songs in his head, you know? Yeah. Whoa. I mean that Dude, was I've had jokes where I just oh whoa, that's a joke in my head while I was like yesterday yesterday was he dreamed the, the melody for yesterday and woke mm -hmm. up and wrote just said started going like scrambled eggs just because he needed a word to go into the melody so he wouldn't forget it. He dreamt I mean what what is that <laughs> yeah. if not channeling? I mean that's from like, that's for sure. Well, I know kung fu. That's yeah. completely yeah, yeah. what that <laughs> is. <laughs> like he was so convinced that it had to be from somewhere else that he went around and just asked everybody in his family, his father, you know, like, hey, did you go sing this melody as a and he couldn't find any evidence that the melody ever existed and he Wow. But he was that convinced and it came from somewhere else that he he's like, I must have heard this on the radio or something. 
That's so, and then he put it out and nobody said anything. That was all Paul, yeah. Wow. See, but you got to write that instantly. You can't go back to sleep. You'll forget it. Dude, yeah. I've forgotten hours of material. <laughs> yeah. I mean, forgotten. That head, remember that Hedberg joke? He's like, I, if, if, if the, I have to convince myself that what I thought of ain't funny if the pen is too far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the truth, dude. It's just, it's like, if I don't write it down, it is gone in the ether, and I have to, pr- and you'd be like, what was it? And then you start replaying it. No. Like, you're like, you're yeah. re- reenacting a murder dude, scene, use, like, what what happened here? I, I use Apple back. reminders a lot, and half the time, Apple doesn't transcribe it properly, and I can't even remember it from what they transcribed. I'm yeah. like, what was it? <laughs> what was and it drives me crazy all day. I'm like, what, yeah. is, what is Apple turnover? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what, this actually connects to because i remember hearing some author some famous author i don't remember who she was on some show and i was whatever i was listening and she sounded like an insane person to me because she was talking about how she could um talk to her characters and she knew they were real beings and that she was talking to them and then like writing about them and i was like wow that person's schizophrenic and then she was also saying that inspiration would come to her and that if she didn't grab it and didn't like start like transforming it into language and the written word or whatever, as soon as she could, it would leave. And she had had the experience where like an idea and inspiration would come to her. She didn't get to it quick enough. And then some other author that was already very like similar to her, like wrote the exact same book or the exact same story. And so she was describing like, this is actually a thing, you know, whatever you want to call it, inspiration, the spirits, like that world of ideal, whatever is, is real. And it's all around us all the time. And it'll like select people and be like, I've chosen you to give my joke to, or my paint, this painting to, or this song, this melody, whatever this book. Um, but you have to like grab it and do it, you know, don't be Mitch Hedberg. That, that, that's really interesting. because <laughs> You hear about people who don't come in a at lot it. of ways. Don't be Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, <right. Yeah. laughs> you, you, it's funny you say that because you hear about people like Stephen Pressfield, for instance, who kind of use these terms more as metaphor, you know, like the muse and channeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they describe a very similar process where you just have to make yourself available to what's out. You know, even though he's speaking, he's using this as like a metaphor. But he, it's a very similar process. You know, he, he believes that you have to sit down and, and make yourself available to the muse or yeah. you, you're going to miss it. And, and well, that's exactly so what I found, too, in this book. And, you know, the original what came to me originally was a trilogy. And it came to me in like literally like a flash, whatever what other people describe as like downloads coming to them. That's how it was. I was just sitting there thinking, like, it'd be really fun to read a book about blank. And then like three books just like appeared in my head. I was like, the first one's going to be like this. The second one's going to be like this. The third one's like this, just the broadest overview possible. And I was like, holy shit. And I like grabbed a piece of paper and just like scribbled out. I still have it somewhere. And it's just like a phrase for each book as like the encapsulation of the, of the concept that had come to me. And I was like, well, I've never written fiction in my life. I'm a writer. I write a lot of nonfiction. I write poetry, but I had never written even like short stories. And here are these three books that all of a sudden are in my head. And I, um, and so I, I started, you know, like you said, like you have to like give the the time and the space to it. I was like, well, I don't know how to do this. Never written fiction, but I'm just going to sit down for a minimum of like 10 minutes a day was what I told myself. And that's ridiculous to anyone who writes knows that you're going to never be able to spend only 10 minutes on something. But I just committed to at least 10 minutes of nothing else every single day. And within a year, this book was done. 
I've never ever written any fiction before, and all of a sudden I had this like eight hundred page novel. <laughs> damn, <laughs> dude! Damn, yeah. that is a lot of possession right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what is very interesting about what you're talking about is something I see with a lot of artists, and 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 this. And I don't know if it's still the same now. I, I would have to talk to the younger people. But, you know, when I was growing up, there was this real push that, like, rock and roll was drugs and booze. And, that you know, even that famous Bill Hicks bit about, you know, if you're against drugs, go home, throw out all your records. Because all those artists were really high on drugs when they wrote that. <laughs> and it's kind of this whole theory that like the drugs make you more creative and this whole thing. But I, I, I really came to a conclusion that like it wasn't the drugs that made you creative. It was that you were creative at that moment. You just happened to be on drugs. Hmm. That yeah. if you weren't on drugs at that moment, you were going to be just as creative. But because at that time in your life, you were always on drugs, you associated the two with creativity right and then there's also this kind of push when it's like so we see all these rockers they get off drugs they're like i can't create well you're also like much older right like you're you like there's this whole primal drive that comes from being an artist which is part of like let's face it the mating process right you want to create so you impress the other sex and they're like so there, there's this real hard drive and you're 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 doing this angst it's also like time in your life how super creative what what is the art you are created if you're if you're 45 still yelling about rage against the machine right? <laughs> it's also that thing where like a band's first album is everything they've experienced for the yeah. first 20 survival, years of their life. right? It's well, no, survival. But no, it's like their first output is everything from the first 20 struggle, years of their the life. And their next album is from the six months they spent touring the first album. Yeah, yeah so, right? I mean, that's why it, it diminishes. I totally agree with that. But, but it like, happens with comedy too because when comedies get real famous like Kevin Hart, he can't relate to them no more. It's all about yeah. being super rich and famous where you're like, okay, well, he was funny back then because I could relate to him. What's when that he, old 80s thing? Remember yeah. the 80s comics all got into talking about flying, you know? And that was just they couldn't get off of flying because that was their comedy experience it was like and there was just this infinity of flying jokes like, hey, yeah hey. i get it it's like man i'm not gonna write another flying joke but here's another flying joke yeah. right? <laughs> and it's just kind of but it, it is interesting like when a full-on bit writes itself because people would say that to me all the time on stage like dude you don't you you don't just come up with new material you come out with fully formed bits i'm like that's it it just comes out i you know the 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 how where I start and where I get to is pretty. I mean, the, the start and the destination are pretty much determined. What happens in the middle is like I got to work it out in my head. But yeah, dude, yeah. that's interesting, man. Like the whole channeling thing, I I completely get into that stuff, and it's like very interesting. I, I wonder if you channel in Spanish or English. Well, I my shit happens in <laughs> images. Like I don't have words. So that's the part where I was saying, like, I think because I had written so much my whole life, I read so much. I'm an English teacher for years, you know, and that like I just have language. It's just there. It's automatic. I don't have to think about it. So shit can just like come into my brain and fully formed 
scenes like a movie and then I go about like describing it I find the words for it and they just come out you know so like is every single word of my book channeled absolutely not but <laughs> every day I would sit down and like again I had never written a fiction novel before so when I sit down I'm like okay I mean I don't literally don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to do first so I'm just gonna start like like I'll just sit here you know and this like scene would plop into my head and I'd be like I don't know who that character is I don't know who this character is I don't know where they are but I'm just gonna start describing it and then like pieces would just sort of fall into place I'm like okay I guess this character is going over here now and I'd like type that up and then like oh this character does that so it got to the point where like I'd sit down these whole scenes would come into my head and I'd be like pissed I'd be like no that character is not gonna fucking do that that is bullshit why would they just like when you're reading a book you're like why the fuck are they doing this yeah why are you going downstairs there's a monster down there like stop but I couldn't change it because it wasn't don't go there yeah completely I agree with that Xavier what do you what do you think you you well I dream in English you dream in English. Yeah. Even my parents talk to me in English, which is weird because they don't even know English, really. Really? Yeah, but I think it's just because I hear it every what day. What is your it's inner monologue? English? Yeah. That's interesting. When I talk to myself, it's in English. And when I'm sitting there like, damn, why am I running late? Or why is Sam always late? There's no parking outside. Or I got to text Johnny, <laughs> tell him the thing we're going to be late on parking. It's in English. <laughs> which is weird because Spanish is my first language. It is weird. Wow, your inner monologue's an asshole. I, I know too. some people oh, yeah. that don't. That claim they don't. Do you guys? I've heard people claim they don't. They don't have inner monologues. No, in that that's sense. like they don't have that, words. That's a whole different discussion. Yeah. And there's actually like an article or video of a guy interviewing people to say, "I have no inner monologue," and you're like. That's some weird, creepy ass shit. Yeah. Like that's when you start getting into NPCs. Yes. Well, no, I've, yes. I've heard like Ricky Gervais say that he doesn't experience it in words. You know what I mean? It's just like thoughts, amorphous thoughts. They're not actually formed in the words. Does that make sense? That's yeah. that's what I think too. Because I think the way the questions asked, do you have an inner monologue? People are like, do I talk to myself in words yeah. all the time? No. But, like, who is not actually having any thoughts? I don't think that can exist. But, like, pictures and, like, sounds or th- whatever the fuck else is going on, that's still thoughts. It's just in a different Well, yeah, I mean, they, you would think they would be, like, the, the perfectly – you're perfectly at peace if you don't have any inner thoughts. You know, you're right. Just, you're is like that the, what Buddha yeah, wanted? Exactly, like, yeah, you yeah. don't talk to yourself. Perfect just be, equanimity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The true enlightenment is NPC enlightenment, right? Just sitting, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so, so I have a couple notes here. Like, so you're telling me in, or what are your thoughts on how channeling has shaped it, shaped, excuse me, shaped it, shaped history? It's like, in fact, I mean, you guys already were bringing up the, um, you know, religious texts being channeled, you know, or inspired at the very least, if not also channeled. So I think that like, we can all relate to that. And I think, um, you know, we can also look at like Nikola Tesla and these people who say like, well, this fucking light would just come out and like show me diagrams and I like create it. Like that's channeling too, you know, or there's a guy on, you know, thrive, um, thrive Two with foster gamble and, um, he went over to Africa and met this guy and he's living right now, creating these machines that are amazing. They're, they're infinite energy machines or whatever that work that you see in the movie working. It's, it's so cool. But he also says, this is coming to me from somewhere. I'm being told these things. I'm being shown these things. Like I'm not, but again, he has like the technical expertise behind him. You know, he has taught himself and trained himself to be able to get to this point where he can receive that and understand it enough to translate it into reality. So I think that's one of the keys in all of these, um, 
various ways of, of channeling or whatever you want to call that inspiration that, um, that we could see across all of these, right? You have to gotten to the point where you do it i'm sure it also just like strikes people who don't have that skill too but i think it's more rare i think it's more common that you're gonna work to get to this point of skilled practice and then have something come through that you're able to then translate into whatever other form it needs to be in is there a fine line between channeling and just straight up talking to yourself all the time i mean yeah <laughs> like like mark maron had the best bit about that he's like you know i mean like at one time talking to god was seen as a holy thing now it's a crazy thing and like yeah. how do we know that these homeless people aren't talking to god you see him walk and he's like i can't i can't how do we know god's like you're the chosen one you gotta do this yeah. I, can't. I don't know how right no it's totally, and I think part of it, so for me too, and this is why I came to it slowly, because I was like, I'm just, I'm just having imagination, and I'm just imagining these scenes, and then I'm describing them, like, that's all that's happening, but then shit would start to happen that I didn't know and couldn't have known, or, and then it would be in the book, and then it would turn out to be true in real life, and I'd be like, whoa, wait, I thought I just, like, made that up in my book, but this is, like, a real thing? Like, what the fuck? So this came from somewhere, and it's real, and it's in, so you know what I mean? So one example is... um I was, you know, I writing this scene in the book and I don't know what the fuck is going on. I just know that the character goes into the woods and some crazy ass shit happens to her. She has these like visions and stuff and this like entity comes and tells her some shit and then she runs away or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know who that entity is. I don't know why they're there. I don't know what they're going to have to do with the plot. I don't know what's going on. I'm just writing the scene. And then later, like, I learned that this entity, like, he comes back again and he has certain characteristics and they're like, you know, he's really like earthy and he's like from like the depths and he's like very masculine. He's got horns and he's like wolf pelts he's wearing. Maybe it's like kind of hard to even see him because he's not really a physical being. He's like spiritual in some way. And he's all about like helping the cycles of time go forward and like rebirth and this like just like powerful raw energy of the earth. And he looks a certain way and he's doing certain things and whatever. And he's even wearing certain like shit or whatever. And then I really synchronistically was just like, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was just online somewhere and something popped up. I think I was on Facebook and like a random post came up that someone shared or something. And it said, um, like Sir Nunos was the person who shared it or whatever. And I was like, what is that? It like looked a certain way or some, something about it, like just whatever. And I went looking and I was like, this is the fucking thing that's in my book. This is the entity that's in my wow. book. And I went looking and I researched him and every single thing, every single characteristic, the horns, like all of it was exactly like what was in the book. And I was like, how did I, I didn't fucking know that. I don't know who the fuck this is. It's like a Celtic God. Like, why would I know that? Whoa, that's crazy. I just saw, I'm going to get Josh Syndergaard on. And he went to that. What is that chamber, Johnny, in the pyramid where it's like only like three people have gone to? Have you ever heard of that? It's like Queen's chamber. The one that's cursed. Yeah. Like somehow he got into that. He said, and like, and and we're going to have him on. He's going to talk about it. And he's like, so then I would be just like, I would, I, I just start seeing this thing everywhere I went. 
It was this thing, and I wake up, and I'm like, it's in the room, and it was gone, it's in the room. What if he's trying to tell us about it so he can get it off of him and onto us? You know, what if it's just like he's got to tell other people? You have protection. Just yeah, have protection. Dude, we okay. just got protection from the okay, movie, okay? You, You're good you. to go. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, that's like some shit that would happen in a movie. Just use the promo code uh, Swarm Love, and you'll get protection. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so, so he, uh, someone sent him a picture of, because it was that supposedly when this chamber were only three people before him, which is interesting but it was uh uh it's like so funny it's There's like a turnstile Hitler, and it's just like click 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 napoleon dynamite napoleon dynamite i mean napoleon, napoleon? not the dynamite just napoleon, napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hitler napoleon alistair crawley justin the guard okay those are the ones who who went in there what, you gotta, like write your name wow. on the wall or something i don't know but there? somehow i got in there dude so someone sent him this image of this being that Alistair Crowley had said he'd been seeing since he went in that chamber, and it was the exact thing that Josh had been seeing all around him. Okay. And ever since that moment, he just kind of disappeared after that. But I'm like, damn, dude. That's some real shit. I want to get into something real quick. Uh, men and women, there's certain things that they tend to experience, right? It's like... Women are always tend to be the possessed ones, right? Where they're always like possessed <laughs> by demons, witches. We, it's always like go there and do uh, uh, an exorcism on this chick, right? But then guys are always getting probed by aliens, right? They're always <laughs> getting abducted and getting stuff shoved in their butts. Like, why is? I mean, like on the on the average, it seems to be seems to be women getting uh, possessed, men getting probed. It, it, is that is that have something to do with our on a deeper level what what scares men and women the most is like are oh. women really scared of being controlled by men like controlled like their their the, the way they think and, or it being groomed seems to be the new term now he's grooming me you know that's the new term that's out there which i'm not saying that underage is not happening but you're like yeah. i was 24 and he was grooming me i'm like you're a grown-ass person you're not getting groomed, okay <laughs> you're going along for the ride um and then like i like guys like you don't want to go to prison because you don't want to be forced butt sex on you right so like now it's like guys are like and they probe my butt and everyone's like oh i feel for you i don't know why i just thought about that it's just very interesting <laughs> if i got abducted i wouldn't talk about it if you i wouldn't got let probed, anybody no, know no because then this weird shit's gonna start happening my dms are gonna get full of gay i'd be like this guy's just trying to hit me up in a weird way he doesn't know how to come out so he's talking about getting probed and, but why is it <laughs> why is it always like in the midwest why don't you hear of aliens abducting <laughs> guys in West Hollywood where they love? That witnesses. is my joke. I got a joke <laughs> about witnesses. that, about Space Force. We should just put gay men in space, right? Because, you know, because that's because who are fighting aliens and they love to probe ass. So, like, put the guys who ain't afraid of an anal probing on the front line. They just pretend to be asleep and then just squeeze their cheeks, rip that thing off the arm and just head for the exit. That's what they do. Like a mission. I'm sleeping, Mr. Alien. I think we lost Lindsay on that show. No. Well, it's weird because I just interviewed this woman on Rogue Ways and it's not, it'll come out in a few weeks or so, but she's a, a prioress of a Gnostic order and temple oh i and, love that and i was like 
uh, you know, uh, she's super cool though, but she was talking about how women have this very specific um, aspects of their biology, which allow us to, I can't really rephrase it that well, but it's basically like women have the natural capacity within us to become enlightened, but men don't. And so women uh, have to actually like enlighten themselves and then offer that to men through sexual magic, whatever. But that might like, if something like that were true, you know, if our like endocrine system and our like chakra system was just like slightly aligned differently that we were allowed, which kind of makes sense, right? We're like the portal we have, we can create life. Like we have this like, you know, emptiness. And you have tend to have more empathy. You tend to be more more empathetic. So like if those aspects of, of women then allow something like that, maybe that's why entities would want to possess them more because then they could create more, bring more entities in. I don't know. You know no, I totally get that. Something like that. I and totally then aliens are like, I don't know what they need from your butt. but so. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> let me get in you. Maybe they want virgin butts. That's why they don't go to West well, Hollywood. Well, it's just interesting because like, you know, <laughs> The whole story of the Nephilim is just about, like, you know, low-frequency archons trying to impregnate female women. But then, like, lately the story is always about just aliens getting in that ass. I mean, we know really why it's in the middle of nowhere. It's because no witnesses, right? I mean, that's really why. True that, yeah. Really? You think that's it? Of course it is. Johnny, you're out for the Midwest. You know anybody get abducted? I'm from the south. The south? Uh, to Mexicans, yeah, that's the same, same shit. <laughs> no, I don't. No. No? I've seen, I saw a UFO, but I haven't. I've never. So heard we, of you, you know, you've talked about channeling. You know, we've talked about like the religious channeling that goes on, which seems to be the basis of all these major religions, like we talked about. You know, it's like yeah. And, but you're telling me it happens in like science as well. Like uh, I know you brought up yeah. Tesla. Is there any other examples? The Crick and Watson or whatever, the DNA guys, they said that they uh, received this while high on acid, LSD, actually. So, And we all know <laughs> that that it's it goes both ways, right? You can have experiences on it that are like genuine hallucination, whatever, you know, unreal. But you can also be like deeply connected to whatever you want to call this shit, right? Your higher self, the deepest source, the infinite space within you. Like we can label it whatever we want, but you know that when you're on some of these substances, and this is why they've been used religious ceremony for years or all over the world thousands of years you know um is because you can get in touch with stuff like that so i feel like again i feel like everyone knows this i feel like everyone does it i just don't feel like everyone like really like sees it for what it is or um it intends to do it because i think the more you know that you can do it and have that access the more you can like work and practice to be able to do it sort of like on demand instead of just the random occurrence that tends to happen to most people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It Um, it is interesting where like things just come to you, right? Things just come to you. Like, and I never thought that about on a scientific level. Like, is there some scientists just sleeping? It's like, Oh my God, I think I can invent a microwave. What is that? Don't worry about it. Just, I downloaded it. This, I'm going to make it. And we're just going to eat hot pockets for the rest of our lives. It's fucking the the shit. And you don't, and you don't know how many of those things are like changing the course of your life, at least, right? Like this book changed my life. It's changing the course of people's lives if they read it, perhaps, right? But also like all the other small ways in which this uh, changes things so that like shit just ripples out and affects everyone else in certain ways for the rest of eternity. And even if it feels very small, right? 
like my book feels a little bit big to me, but maybe like um, someone has channeled, I don't know, like the right thing to say to the person sitting next to them on the bus so that person doesn't kill themselves and then they go on to do who knows what the fuck else. And I think there can be these like really small, possibly mundane feeling moments in our lives that we feel moved strongly to do a certain thing. And it might not seem that big to us, but it might actually be huge in ways that we could never know, you know? There's this one story about this guy that was on the bus to go kill himself and jump off the bridge. He said if anybody said hi to him, he wouldn't have done it. No one said hi to him. He jumped off the bridge. The second he oh, jumped stop, off, stop, he stop, regretted stop, it. Stop, wait, stop, wait, stop, wait, stop. wait, wait, wait. That sounds like the lo- the most <laughs> wives' tale no, I've ever heard. How do we know? Did he live? How no, he lived. Know? No, he oh, jumped off the bridge. And the second he jumped off the bridge, he said he regretted it. And he was in the water. And, they, and the, the lifeguards on like San Francisco went and picked him up. And he said, dude, all I needed was a hi. Someone just be like, hey, how you doing? He was all sad. He was like, I just had my head down the whole time in the bus. No one gave a fuck. Yeah. Little well, things like that. She said little things like that. Someone would have just said, hey, dude, yeah. what's up? What are you I, doing? Well, you know, yeah. that that comes to the law of abun- uh, the, the model of abundance. Yeah, but then there's a guy who says hey to everybody on the street and he's just like, get <laughs> yeah. the fuck away from me. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, dude, hey, boundaries hey, and discernment. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that, Johnny. Johnny, I get that, man. It's, but it is the law of abundance. Like little things. Like yeah. telling somebody... So there was, you know, apparently out of nowhere, like, L.A.'s back. Do you guys feel this? Like, L.A.'s back, traffic's back, people are at stores now. Like, and and so, like, like I live a little ways off of uh, Hollywood Boulevard, man. And, dude, there would be times where I'd be walking my dog, and I'm, like, one of three people on Hollywood Boulevard. I'd never seen that in the 20-something years I lived here. This weekend I went running, full packed. And I was like, it's back. It's back. So I saw this young lady, and she'd obviously... So Hollywood Boulevard is like, everyone goes there expecting it to be like movie magic. And is, this is so funny. <laughs> Out of 100 uh, tourist destination, it was voted the 100th best tourist destination. And of course, Hollywood spun that into, we were named one of the top 100 tourist destinations. <laughs> right? So... So uh, I go there. So it's a, it's a mixture of like like bad museums, pizza shops, Scientology buildings, holograms, and, 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 and tourist traps, like really bad ones, and stripper clothing stores, bootleg m- merchandise, right? Mm-hmm. And this girl had bought a obviously a stripper outfit. <laughs> But she did not have the stripper body. Wait, she's wearing. <laughs> and who? I'm not judging because I do not have this? a stripper body either. I make no illusions of that. So, but I'm saying to, in this story, and her friends are taking pictures, and they're like, "Ooh, you girl, you go right." And I, and I just stopped by. I go, "You look beautiful." And I kept walking, and I'm just Aww. like little things. Like, I mean, it's it's like it's like what Matt Matthew uh, Belair said, right? Which is. Uh, you know, handing a homeless guy five dollars and asking his name like these. This is the abundance m- m- thing that we go through. I heard right? though, if you tell other people that you did it, it takes away all the credit you got. Oh. Right, especially right. if you post it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, with that guy that bought the tent, everyone's mad at. That's interesting, Johnny. That's interesting. It's interesting. So it's like, where are these channelings come from? Where well, do these? So, so real quick. So, like. So I I went to the show and okay I'm gonna give this out because apparently Johnny if I talk about it I get no positive energy That's from right, it. Man, I'm just telling you what I heard. Your rules suck. Okay? Not my rule. Not my rule. Your rules suck. It's the universe's rule. 
So I, I get these. This guy comes and he gives me five coins of silver. Here you go, five silver coins. Wait, what? What yeah, is, it? is this from the Bible? What are you talking about? Like guy, now. He just came. He's like, here's he five. He gave me uh, sil- five green beans. <laughs> he gave me magic five <laughs> silver coins. Okay. And he's like, here. Betray your master. I pay. <laughs> I pay in precious metals. I'm like, oh, cool, man. I'm sorry. What? Okay. Can you wait? What, what? Johnny, you're asking he for you explanation money, of logic in an illogical moment. Okay. There's okay no logic. There's no. He just walked up. This, when, you when didn't I was, know this guy? Like, no, no. I was at the show. I was at uh, at my show selling shirts. Oh, oh, uh, no, okay. I didn't have shirts because Raleigh wouldn't let me sell shirts. This is in Raleigh. Wow. Okay. And a guy, I was just meeting and greeting people. And he just walked up to me and handed me like five silver coins. Okay. Like the silver band. Yeah, 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 that's cool. And just something inside me was like, give this to the sound guy and give this to the boy running. And I was just like, I, I'm, I, and I was fighting in my head. I was like, no, I'm going to keep it. They're like, give it to them. I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to keep my coins. Give them the coins. And I'm like, Here's some coins, and I gave him each coin. Kids like, "Golly shucks, sir! I didn't know this." And he put it away and he ran off. I was like, "Okay." And uh, now they all think that you are like the weird guy that pays in like silver coins. <laughs> like, That's Sam Triple. He just carried. But it's like coins. there was definitely a voice that kept grinding me to give these kids the kids the guys they're both grown men like a guy was going to an open carry fucking gun fucking <laughs> seminar you know the day before i mean it's like he's not a kid but give these two guys these coins and it was specifically to them too it was very weird because there was four people there two of them had performed with me and two were there and it just kept saying give those two guys the coins and i was trying to walk out without doing it and it's like give them the fucking coins. And I'm like, mm, here's your coin. Here's your coin. <laughs> I imagine that's how Sam that's is. That's that shit, though. That's, you have no idea how that's going to come back around or, like, what it did for them in that moment or what it went on to do from there. Like, who knows why those things needed to be with those people. But Butterfly you like, effect, right? You the channel. Right? Butterfly effect. That's what we're talking about. But the question is, who is telling me to do that? So this is the thing. I think that you can have this happen from all sorts of angles, right? Like I have, I have learned to understand my very woo-woo like allies that come in very specific forms and shapes and whatever. And like, you know, and this Sir Nunos has become one of them because of this book, right? That was a specific entity. Sir Nunos is his name. It's like a Celtic here. Did Sununos win an, a Grammy last night? That sounds like somebody <laughs> who might win a Grammy at that. Dude, I wish Grammy. he would because fuck, we would all be a lot better off like <laughs> looking into entities like this than like Lizzo or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but like, so I think like actual you know entities and angels and whatever beings can come bring you this stuff. I think your higher self can too. Like I think you, you know, Sam, that might have been like your. Um, you know, highest self, your real true self, like telling you like, dude, your life's going to be better if you just fucking listen to me right now. Like, just do it, just do it. And you're like, I don't know. And you finally did it. Like, I think it can be both. Um, and I don't know if you always are going to know, but I know that like we can all feel and, and use our discernment to tell if it's something like good or bad. And I think we could like get into that too. But, um, with this or Nuno's, you know, coming into the story and me realizing it was him and that this is a real entity like that creeped me out. Cause I'm like, am I like channeling demons and shit? Like what the fuck is happening? To so me? Sir Nunos um, is a demon. 
No, he's just a god in the Celtic, you know, tradition. But I, you know, but again, like, you know, my history, we've talked about it on the show before. So my first instinct is like, I don't want anything talking to me. I don't want attachments. I don't want to deal with darkness. You know, so I, it's my instinct was to sort of reject it. And so once I realized this was happening, I was like halfway through the book probably. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore because I don't want to be attached to whatever this energy is. And, um, you know, but I sort of, I worked it out because I realized, you know, these, these things are, um, if nothing else, they're like the collective unconscious is, uh, you know, our archetypal forms, right? This, this energy in this form is called Cernunos from the Celtic, but you could look at most traditions and see this same type of archetype of the masculine with the horns that is about, you know, bringing in the energy for change and cyclical movement. And, um, you know, it's just some aspect of nature really. And so uh, you could look at it that way. You could look at it like it's an actual God and I'm interacting with it, but nothing negative happened. There's no bad energy there. It's all good. And it's a, the messages in the book are beautiful. So I'm not opposed to that, you know, so I can, I can be aligned with that. And you can also think of it like uh, morphogenetic fields, which I think we talked about last time I was on too, which is Rupert Sheldrake's idea that, you know, we literally are creating this, um, reality together all humans over all time and so we're all adding our energy in and our ideas in and our perspective in and it's helping to form things and the way things go and morphogenetic fields uh are like the collection of energy if we all are combining it into one thing right so you know the fact that microphones exist is because enough humans over time have put enough work into it and design into it and like money into it and looked at it and thought about it so now we have this thing called microphone we can all recognize it and the same with trees and the same with whatever else and the same with spiritual entities so like you know people ask me because i i like jesus i think he's a badass and people are sometimes like well he wasn't even real and i'm like well he is real because everybody talks about him knows about 100 that's what we're talking about 100 percent I don't care if he had a physical body or not. It doesn't matter to me because I know that in the moment that I needed the idea of Jesus, like that was a beautiful thing for me. So I don't need anything else. (laughs) That is very interesting. And I think along the lines of what you're talking about can be completely and utterly, uh, is this the exact same thing I think is with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what we're creating with it. But we're all creating it. Everybody's working. Everyone's bringing their crypto. Everybody's, oh, this crypto. Oh, this is a great way to apply this. This is a great way to apply this. And then the real question is, who invented Bitcoin? Satoshi. What was this? Yeah, but who is that guy? Yeah, Nakamoto. And now there's people want to say it's CIA. So now everyone's like, so far I've heard it's China, the CIA, Putin, everybody. But AI. There's also people are like it, it's a spiritual thing. I mean, yeah. why can't it be beneficent? You know, why can't it be a positive? Thing? Well, we don't may, know. well, that's why he didn't put a name on it because he didn't want no one to know who it was. I say judge things by their outcomes. Judge things by what they do in the world. You know how they I couldn't agree more, Johnny. And even if something is started for like, uh, like what we would consider like bad or evil reasons, sometimes things get out of their hands and end up being pretty fucking amazing. You're thinking about the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the internet, right? They created the internet, right? And all the stuff that went... You know, it's like the internet has at some point... I think helped humanity, dude, and spread the word on things they never wanted us to understand, and has like sped up 
this kind of push in you know age of aquarius and to like enlightenment and like the death of the old power struggle and that's just my opinion and so it's like where did bitcoin come from who told somebody the bitcoin who created bitcoin why can they not i mean here's the whole thing there's a million hackers out there and they're the biggest thing they could do is hack bitcoin why isn't anyone hacked bitcoin unhackable why why you cannot tell me that 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 there isn't someone out there that could figure out how to get into the blockchain and how to get into i don't care what level like the cia technology is and that is to me you, you know, I, the, part of that is like our, our our military and how advanced our military is, right? And it's just like, oh, they're so advanced, dude. They're so advanced, and like they could, they got weapons we don't even know. Okay, so then why aren't they just like locking us all down? Like not just like wear a mask, but literally like throwing us all into like the matrix or or into like concentration camps or just like just being on the corner and be like hey dude we're the military we're on the corner and what are you gonna do about it because we have this flying ninja like ray that's gonna kill us all right why are we just seeing (laughs) omnipresence of military in the sky doing whatever it wants because we know if they if they want to do that they easily could do that so why aren't they doing that why aren't they doing that Johnny, I know you have a thought. I mean, I don't know. I think it's possible that it's just too difficult. Because, I mean, there's a hundred... You know how we have these bug bounties? You know know what a bug bounty is? It's where they... Like a company will say, okay, if you find is that bugs, where gay guys are trying to get AIDS? <laughs> no, that's a bug chaser. <laughs> oh, okay, my uh, bug, A bug bounty is where a company, for instance, would say, "We'll give you a m- million dollars if you find flaws in our security mm-hmm. system." There's a hundred, you know, multi-hundred billion dollar bug bounty on Bitcoin right now. And nobody's gotten it. You know what I mean? I mean, there are oh. untold riches out there for the person who could do this. And no, it's not happened. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like... Impregnable, potentially. Yeah, impregnable. Maybe. In a time when everybody's getting pregnant. <laughs> well, if it did come from some sort of place beyond or was like channeled in or, um, you know, Satoshi Nakamura or whatever was was just an alibi for an AI or something, you know, either way, if it is coming from this sort of external realm, then that could be why it's um, unhackable for humans, because we don't yet have the sort of level of understanding that would be able to um, hack it or whatever. Like, it might actually traceable. be that. What? That's not to say it's not traceable. I, I want to make that distinction. I oh, just, they know yeah. exactly where the money They'll goes. They'll trace yeah. it. I mean, they even say they figured out Monero, how to trace Monero, but we'll see. I mean, it's in my wallet. That should be enough for them to trace it, right? Yep. Right. I mean, Plus, it's just... the whole concept of blockchain is that every single thing that's ever happened to yeah. it is embedded in the code, right? You can't undo it. And it's everywhere. Do you ever think blockchain is the Akashic Record? Have we talked about that before? Like the Akashic Record made manifest, sort of? Yeah, I mean, like... Maybe it is. It's the same thing, dude. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Uh, I know that we got into this a little bit earlier, but, you know, it's very interesting when you watch, like, when you take a step back and look at our school systems and what's going on with our school system and how, like, I hate to say it to everybody, but a lot of being a doctor, right? I mean, be graduating from medical school is the ability to regurgitate what they want you to regurgitate. I'm sorry. It, it just really is. Because when you sit down, and I, I'm not going to 
call out anybody's name, but I've had talks with doctors about why do babies get hit with Hep B shots? I'm like, uh. why we give them party drug shots? And their answer is, I'm, I'm not sure. Always. <laughs> always, man. Like, what you, am I paying you for then? Yeah. What are we doing here? Why are we doing that? Why are all these medals in these? Vac- I, I, I don't know. Right. So when everyone's like, oh, the doctors say, well, I don't know what the doctors know and what they don't know. I mean, when malpractice deaths are the, the third leading cause of death in America. Right. Like, should we listen to the people who are the third? Granted, they're doing all the medical, but still it's it's like trust the science. Right? Well, dude, they're 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 killing a lot of people. That's pretty big stats. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. It is. It's really, and this is, goes back to, again, that um, article I mentioned briefly, the um, conditioned by psychopathy that I just wrote. And it's like, you know, all of our entire educational system, like you said, is just based around regurgitation. And regurgitation, if you think about it, is just training and how to do what you are told from an authority figure down, right? Like they've told you what to think, now you repeat it. They've told you what to do, now you do it. Um, and if you even think about the, as simple as like we cycle through all of these various adults' classrooms, right? Um, you don't know any of them, right? Especially when you're first going into a new classroom, but you still do what they tell you and you still think what they tell you to think and you still say what they told you to say. And so you're trained into this like blind obedience of, this person, no matter who they are, no matter what their characteristics are, qualities are, their, you know, any of that, you're going to uh, submit to them in every way possible, mentally, emotionally, physically, like scarily. Uh, and then you get trained into this, this exact pattern, right? Where all you are is a method of um, something above you controlling you and creating whatever they want through you for the rest of your life. And we're all, we're all stuck in that. We're all trained into that to some degree or another. And some of us, like I think those of us who came to things like this and make podcasts and do all this sort of stuff, were probably never very much uh, actually submissive towards that. Like I think a lot of us were rebels and free thinkers, and that's why we're still able to think clearly. Um, you know, but most people are crumbling under that system because it's very, very difficult to resist. You have to be, as a small, small child, strong enough in your mind to say, my parents are wrong this teacher is wrong and the, most of the adults around me are wrong, you know, and I'm going to keep this like part of myself that can imagine something beyond what they're telling me and teaching me and forcing me to do. I but totally agree with that. And 12, 12 to 14 years of that in your formative years, you know, how are you going to escape that? You know, it's so interesting. Like as I get older, the more and more the, the term system, systematic, more like system, you see it in, in football. It's called a system quarterback. You know that these are quarterbacks who can only flourish in certain systems. And you take them out of the system, they're not effective at all, and they're mm-hmm. out of the league. So then we, I've been talking about in, in entertainment. We're now seeing system entertainers, people who were like pushed forward, like these are gods. And now that the system is dead, they're floundering. Nobody's listening to any of their stuff. They can't get anything going. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you were a system entertainer. But now we're also seeing that there's just system thinkers, right? And it's like, so my parents were both teachers. And I have a very different view of what I think teachers are were and I have friends who are teachers right now and as far as I know they aren't these types of teachers showing up with BLM shirts on pushing Marxist uh, 
thinking that, you know, you should talk about non-binary. Now, part of me sometimes thinks that this isn't really going on. That, you know, we see these clips of these videos where it's like teachers talking to these students about, you know, you're non-binary, right? And you're like, is that really happening or they just stage this so they could put it out and everybody right so then you know i josh syndergaard again was talking about stuff going on his personal family i don't want to put it out but stuff like that is going on his personal family and uh and i'm like wow is really happening and it's like my mother and father would never have participated in that because they're good teachers and i you know, as much as I don't want to be like egotistical, I was a really good teacher and I was the only teacher, literally, maybe there was like two others in the many, many, many teachers I worked with all around the world, public and private schools, all sorts of settings, urban, rural, all of it. And, you know, nobody who is teaching their students how to think instead of how to regurgitate. And all of them were 100% okay with indoctrinating belief systems and ideas and political orientations and all of that into students, which I think is reprehensible at like a soul level. It disgusts me that you would think that it was okay to like teach a small child who has no defenses against your bullshit, what to think about anything. I couldn't it's agree not your more. job, right? Like teach them how to think and then leave the rest for it. So, you know, my, my, one of my biggest prides was that my students had no idea what I thought about anything they'd be like so you're like a vegetarian lesbian right and I'm like no <laughs> or I love that you have no idea who I am I mean like they knew who I was in the sense that they knew I was like kind and whatever but like they had no idea my political or social or anything orientation because it's none of their business I don't want them to know I don't want to influence them they should think and develop whatever direction they want to but what we're seeing right now is this push of this ridiculous stuff and you just realize it's like you know, it's like almost in high school, uh, in our, our, our Rockefeller design school systems, they reward you for following the rules. And then when you get in a position that, you know, where your skill set works, it doesn't pay you anything and you're living check to check and you're just so scared about losing your job that you'll say whatever you want them to say and that you are just completely and utterly a lemming at that point. And- And you don't even know how to think, you know, like you don't, no one has ever helped you develop the ability to think because we stopped teaching that at some point. There's this test that I always like to bring up when I'm talking about how horrifying the education system is because people think I'm exaggerating. People think like, oh, I'm just like a rebel and there's actually some good things about it. There's nothing good about it. (laughs) Nothing good about it. We take students when they're um, six years old and we give them what's called the um, divergent thinking test. And the divergent thinking test basically gives you a task. They say, here's these few objects. What are all the things you can do with it? Um, And to get a genius score, you have to come up with, let's say, like 100 different things to do with it. And and then, you know, it goes down from there, the less things you come up with. When kids who are like six years old, before they've been trained and indoctrinated, are given this test, they always score genius. Very few of them don't get to the genius level. And each year of education, you can track the same students all the way through, and they get less and less and less and less until they come out the end having the lowest lowest score on the divergent thinking skill that's you know that's not on accident and i'm wondering left them feral and they would have remained geniuses with my children if the television we're watching now at a very early age because it's very basic stuff 
And you're like, but these are tiny people. They're learning. Am I teaching them dumb stuff? <laughs> I mean, it's colors. It's dancing. It's being kind to others. Or is that the stupid stuff? <laughs> like, should I be reading them? Like, I was starting to read them all the books I was listening. I was reading to. I think I'm going to go back to that. Start reading them all. The Maybe I'll get Lindsay's book and uh, start reading my book to the Lindsay's book to my children. <laughs> I would love that. I'm, there are- it's the thing is that, and people don't realize this too, is that kids are kids are genius. They're so smart, not just on that test, but just watch a kid go up to anything that they're just encountering and see how they go about like determining like what does it feel like, what does it taste like, what does it smell like, what can I do with it, like how does it respond to this. They're little scientists, you know. And when you, you go take a high school student and you ask them to do that on purpose and they can't, you're like, come up with six questions about this thing, and they're like, huh. And you're like, well, just like come up with some questions. Just ask some questions about this. They're like, what do you mean? Like, ask, <laughs> ask any question about this thing. And they're like, I uh, don't know how. I'm like, I, this is terrifying. Like a small six-year-old can do it without even verbalizing it. <laughs> they're just like doing it by acting it, you know? So all you really have to do to like help a, a child come up well in the world is let them keep going. They're just naturally learners. They love learning. They love experiencing. They want more experiences and more information. They're going to ask questions. Like people get annoyed by it because they won't shut up asking questions, but that's the shit you want to like feed. Like, yes, keep asking questions, keep thinking, keep going. Here's this new thing you've never encountered. Let me introduce you to this, you know? Um, and people think it's this big mystery. Like, how do I educate my child? But I'm like, really the thing is, is how do you, stop how do you prohibit your child from progressing don't do those things otherwise just help them keep going you know get them the things they're interested in there's those schools here in la right where they there's no like a system they kind of just go to school and let them handle whatever the situation is there's no like adding yeah yeah. i mean like a lot of people are a big thing is getting out of uh the school system here and finding some of these school systems where it's like you know, I mean, they rank them. Like, I think Vegas has the worst school system in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, Tennessee has, like... The problem is you need the universities. You're required to get this rubber stamp, you know, for a many, many career fields. That is the university. You know, you have to get the four-year degree to go to the thing. And if you don't have these standardized tests, if you haven't learned... I think that's all coming to It's in the name, end, standardized tests. Like, it's, yeah. it's like... We're gonna but, we're gonna chop you down, you know, and then take you down. But I do, you know, my my whole thing. I was gonna start this school, and um, it hasn't it hasn't occurred yet. But my basic thing is, I want to take sixth through twelfth graders, and I want to do exactly what you were just um, describing, where you have no real system. You're like, what do you like? Okay, let's learn about it. Period. The end. <laughs> I'll help you, but. Um, you know, you can get, you can very easily teach kids the basic skills they need to pass these tests. And colleges don't actually really care what school you came from. There is a point system. Certain types of schools get different points for your application or whatever. But when it comes down to it, if you can pass their test or the SAT or the GRE or whatever it is you need to pass and get the score you need to get on it, they'll accept you no matter what your diploma is from, even if it's a GED, right? So you really don't need the school system to do that. And um, Dude, I'm telling you, know, you it's all going away, dude. I'm I'm telling you, people are going to move start moving away. I mean, obviously, I I, I think we need doctors. I, I and the reason I say that is like, I mean, the way they're saddling these people with with so much debt, I think it's done purposefully 
to drive anybody out that really wants to. So only the elites get to get those jobs and, and become heart surgeons and stuff like that. I think we're going through a growing pains right now, like a real growing pains. And people are starting to realize, you know, with the way they shut down everybody's business and the way they did all this stuff, like, oh, man, I need to get out of this system where they control and uh, figure out a way to diversify my my uh, revenue streams so that's not just like one thing i'm going to a job but they shut that down i got revenue coming in over here and that that's the whole thing we we kind of all, all have to be like i know my dad worked 90 jobs so it's like you kind of have to have like before there was an idiot uh, an idiot and, <laughs> and that idiot was me but i'm really been stumbling on my words today but you know before there was the internet um you know, uh, my dad would have 19 jobs and he was diversifying his revenue stream. So if one thing fell, the other one, he'd still have money coming in. And I think people need to start thinking like that and, and be open minded to it. And it's like you can't see this if you're not open minded to it. You can't receive the blessings of the universe if you're not open to the blessings of the universe. <laughs> Right? That's true. so much of what education does, too. It closes the mind. It really does. Exactly. I'm telling yes. you, man, the laws of physics were put in there to get people. There's a, I've, you know what else I've learned the last four years? There's a difference between intelligence and smarts. <laughs> and you think they're the same thing? They are not. Intelligence is a way to understand systems, regurgitate information. Smarts is understanding how things work around you. And the feel of the energies around you. Street smarts is like, dude, you you could become street smart and write the greatest script in the world. You can write, you could be the greatest writer in the world and die on the streets because oh, you don't yeah. know how people interact. Absolutely, yeah. You can know all the systems of grammar and where every pu point of punctuation goes and just be useless as a, yes. as a talent. And, yeah. and what we've seen here is that the systematic people who thrive in the system get corralled into these low paying, low fucking uh, spiritual, low frequency soul sucking. They jobs, soul -sucking right? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. And it's energy. like, oh, you follow the rules, boom, look where you end up. Right here where you didn't want to be. See, but the school wants you to go t get those jobs. They don't tell you to go be an artist and not do a nine to five. They literally tell you whatever you're gonna do, you're gonna hate it, but you're gonna make money. They you never know, tell you get a job where you love. You remember when you were kids, you took that guidance, your guidance so counselor dumb. had you take mm -hmm. that thing about th and what like you're interested in. Ninth grade, yeah, and, and they're like, oh, you'd be a great factory worker. Like, isn't that <laughs> communism? Well, right and the there? thing was, dude, little did you know at the time that they actually acted on that information. Like, they funneled you into like into career paths. I think is what they were called when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, based yeah. on those tests. I remember know? taking that going, all I want this thing to tell me is I need to be a stand-up comic. So sure. I would just start <laughs> yeah. answering it the way I wanted Funny it things. to. <laughs> and then you remember you take those tests about how much drugs and alcohol you'd be like, they'd be like, how much drugs you do? And I'm all like, all day, every day. I was just like, fuck you. Did you really have a test that asked you like how oh, many? Oh, so did I. I you didn't know. live in the hood. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was they like, asked how, you that. how much, how much cigarettes do you smoke? How much drugs do you do? Do you do no. drugs every day? Do you do drugs like not only that they, all the time that's all i would do they would also ask you do you know friends that do this do you know friends parents that drink they were Absolutely. asking you about other Maybe, people yeah. in your life that if you knew if you could like 
literally call them out on Maybe it. Maybe that's a southern thing. Break. But, My middle school especially. Wasn't they it. always had a fake drug in there or two so that those of, you know, those people who were just like, yeah, I told you all these drugs, every single one of them. I've done every all of them. I've injected them. I've smoked them just to see <laughs> who was lying. So they would discount those uh, ones. What was that for, though? That so like mine became like a, toilet paper is how you're saying. Allegedly, it's to track trends over time. So, like, are more kids doing more drugs, less drugs, uh, whatever, and different, like, you know, in different demographics? And it was all that the original stuff, but... data collecting. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like narking on you. We had this kid come to school in like 11th grade, you know, from California, quote unquote. <laughs> and he, like, he came to play tight end on the football team, you know. And he, we were like, this dude's huge. He's a beast, you know. And then he just narked on a handful of people and they pulled him out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, oh. dude, that was Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, it was exactly yeah. Twenty One Jump Street. That's what he did. Yeah, except everybody kind of <laughs> sussed him out. They're like, "This isn't right." Yeah, man, it's just like if you're, you know, I don't know how many people from high school listen to this. Probably not a lot. This isn't, you know. You're, <laughs> I wish they did. That'd be rad. I wish they did too. I wish you. I wish kids did. I know some do, but you know, just know that, like, I mean, my dad used to say something to me. He'd be like, all these people you're hanging out with, you'll never hang out with them after high school. And all, I'm, on a, I'm on a text thread with all my friends from high school, and I love them all. I mean, I tell them, buy Bitcoin. They're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Digital currency is a scam. I'm like, oh, man, you're gonna, I, I am going to ride you guys when this thing explodes. <laughs> um, but he would tell me that. And it's like, you know, if you're in high school, you're listening to this, I just want you to know that everybody and everything you're learning right now you none of this will ever be applied in real life and, yeah. and the real learning in life comes the moment you leave your house and that's when when you get into the real world and you start learning how the world works that's when it is and that's why when my friends are like 16 year olds should vote i'm like that's the dumbest idea dumbest. i've ever heard in my life you know i mean sadly we send 18 year olds to war which is the craziest shit like why are we sending 18 year olds we should send old people like me i should be the one that sent the war i've already <laughs> done all my should. shit dude right nobody should go to war it go. should be all the elites that go to fucking war but the point is is that uh, all this stuff, you're never going to cl- climb a rope to the ceiling, okay? Ever, ever. <laughs> you're never going to do fucking really long division, ever. You're going to do no- <laughs> geometry, none of that shit. You're not going to do any... You're going to have a device in your pocket that will do all of it on oh. demand. Yeah, you, All you this shit it. that you're learning, you won't learn. You want to really learn life? Go get a job. And learn how also... Follow, I, I know it sounds like so trite and bullshit, but like follow what you love. You know, the thing, one of my favorite part of teaching was when I got to get really, um, like not give a shit if I got fired or not finally and start doing whatever I wanted. And I did a thing called genius hour. And it was that my students got to choose whatever they wanted to learn about. And they got to learn about it however they wanted. And they got to show their learning however they wanted. And they, it was fucking amazing because they started crying when I told them this. Some of them were like, just tell me what to do. I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah. And so what turned out happening was that kids would actually go learn about anything they wanted. And they thought they were getting away with shit. They were like, she's like, let me learn about sharks and shit. How is this <laughs> English? You know, and like, but by the end, there was kids who had like taught themselves sign language and were translating songs and like performing them for deaf people. And there was kids who were like made an entire like portfolio, like including like math and science shit in there about sharks, you know, because eventually they like are getting like bored trying to pretend like they're getting away with something 
something and they're like, okay, well, let's actually like go figure out something about sharks. I didn't yeah. know before, yes. you know, and like, if you follow anything you're interested in, it doesn't even matter what it is. Like it's going to add to your ability to think, which is beautiful enough. And then it eventually also could end up being like, you could end up having like a fucking, I don't know, like a store on like shark shit or something. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not the master of the universe and like anything could happen. But if you are told that you should not enjoy learning or that you're like trained into hating learning for some reason and so you like drop your interests and you don't follow any of that shit well i know one thing for sure and that's that the rest of your life is going to be boring and soul-sucking so choose one you know but choose wisely yeah i have one teacher that let me just go off and that's when i'm like oh i could be a comedian i'm making yeah dude imagine hamilton morris as your chemistry teacher tell me you wouldn't love it hamilton morris the guy we had on uh, the one from the um, from Vice. Imagine he was your chemistry teacher. Yeah, but what is how he going to be giving be, you though? drugs? No, no. But how great would it be? <laughs> All right, guys, I, uh, here's some coke. No, We're going to no, find but, out how this shit works. No, but the love for chemistry. <laughs> I know what the mean, love yeah, for no, chemistry. How many teachers, how many teachers yeah. did you have that were just, I mean, Boring. dead inside? Dead. dead. The inside. problem, and I just, I don't want teachers to be the pinata here. The problem is oh. we're also expecting teachers to fix stuff going on at the home. Yeah, but we all yeah. had great teachers too. That I mean, yeah. I have those. And, and it's and an impossible job. Some of the warmest gets made harder and harder by dumb. it is impossible, and it does get harder and harder. And it's not. It's never been sustainable. Like there, as a teacher, I'd never ever had a workload that I could actually. Um, you know, and I'm like a fucking maniac. Like I work really fast and Dude, really efficiently. Teachers and like, have you know, to buy their own fucking. I'm sorry to cut you off, Lindsay. My apologies. No, I cool. did it a couple <laughs> Finish your thought. My apologies. I feel bad. No, you're right though. And you have to put your own money into it. You have to put time. And people are like, oh, well, you get paid like all this time that you don't work. I never got paid for the summer that I didn't work. I got paychecks during the summer because I chose to. We all choose to usually have our paychecks spread out over a year. I never got paid for that time because I didn't work for that time. I got paid for the time that I did work and I chose to take it over the summer so I could have a paycheck. People don't get that and put my money back into it and worked 80 hour weeks and never. And people are like, oh, we appreciate you. Here's a cupcake. I'm like, how about you fucking take 20 (laughs) hours off my week? That'd be rad. I don't want your fucking cupcake. Like fix the system so that I actually have a workable amount of work that is doable. And it's just not if you're going to be a good teacher, you're going to have good lessons, good curriculum, you know, be engaged with your students, like have a personal relationship with them, know their parents, grade them, like all that shit. It's not going to happen in the amount of time that they give us, like ever. It's not a sustainable job. So you're Open absolutely right. I, I will mind. rag on teachers all day because I've never met very good teachers in my life. Um, but I also will admit that there's no possibility. There's very, 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 very slim chance that we can even have good teachers because the system is absolutely broken. But again, it's intentional. They don't want a good teacher. They Otherwise, don't. They... Look at the influence you could have on these developing minds if you had you know, the ability to have that presence and that, you know, force of I watched this happen with my mom just like, she would just be like they just, they're giving us bigger classes, less stuff, and the whole thing, and then you got these the, you know, it's just so interesting to watch like vice principals, principals board of education pieces of shit, they're just all like just like <laughs> fucking be monsters over What's the most they could be making? A hundred grand? Like to be like just miserable and treat people like shit over a hundred grand. Uh, or worse, when they try to pretend like they're not treating you like shit and you're like, 
Okay. I mean, I get that you're not actually an evil person, but you're not doing you're not doing me any yeah. favors either. Like oh. you're not helping. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I keep like talking over you. I've had too much coffee. My apologies. <laughs> me too. Uh, thank God it's the end of the show. <laughs> I've been I will say that there are like I don't have many warmer feelings than those I have for the teachers that were good and cared. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean they my really mom, my dad were great teachers. Doctor Voice was a great teacher. Obviously, there's good teachers. What we're seeing right now, what if you if you like didn't do your homework or something, it would make him emotional. Like he was that invested. He was like, "Oh man, you didn't. What happened? (laughs) You know?" And you just wanted to do well for him because he was that invested. He really gave a shit. You know, (laughs) I I used to get busted forging my parents' signature. (laughs) This guy was like, "Whatever, just go." I mean, I was a giant. (laughs) Yeah, piece of shit student because I didn't want to be there. I was only doing it because I told I I was told I had to go to school. That's the only reason hey, I was doing it. You were like my favorite type of student. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> then I met Doctor Voris and he just let me just he let me rant. Was it doctor? He, it was, his name was Doctor Voris. Well, he obviously was a doctor. He would just let me rant. He was like, what's going on today in your head? Boom, and I would just go off, and he'd just laugh. And I was like, dude, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is like one of my favorite students was a lot like that. And he was just a genius. And he but he all his teachers had always told him that he was a piece of shit and like had got bad grades because he didn't like turn things in or whatever. And but I was like, he is like a comic genius. Comics are geniuses. You cannot make these jokes without having multiple perspectives going on at once. That's why, you know, it's funny, right? Like that is a genius skill. And say it loud for the people in the back of the room. (laughs) Comics are geniuses. And so. And he was hilarious and he could control the whole classroom with like just a movement and like a word placed here. And, you know, and I was like, I would tell him like, you're, you know, a genius. Like, don't let this system tell you you're a piece of shit because if you start to believe that shit, you're going to give up on yourself and never, ever let the world understand like your perspective, which is unique and, and amazing. And he just thought I was crazy, but hopefully, hopefully it lodged in there somewhere. And, you know, he's like realizing it now wherever he is, but he's probably like, uh, fucking New Mexico's number one meth fucking chemist dude he's like because of my my fucking teacher i'm here i believe in myself i'm making tons of money the point is this guys dude follow your heart man yeah follow your heart and be open-minded to it and i believe you know i believe man that that you are surrounded by entities of light and when you are open-minded to their help and you ask for their help they can channel into you. Yes. That is the overwhelming message that is absolutely true. And I, you know, we haven't really talked about it this show, but I have the tendency to share like scary stories and experiences and things. And, and then people are like, well, what the fuck is the world like all dark and evil? And is there just like entities all over that are evil? And it's like, well, yeah, but there's way, way more that are good. And they're all over the place too. Exactly. Like you said. And, um, it is true. You know, like we've been saying this whole time, if you're, no matter how old you are, if you're following the thing that you love, you're going to get so much practice at it. You're going to get so good at it. You're going to get into the groove of it. You're going to be able to enter flow state for that thing. And, and something beautiful can channel through that. No matter what it is, it could be like lawn mowing. I don't even care. You know, it could be anything. Hey, dude, if you saw lawn into mower, that and yeah. you have that presence and that like, that is how you open up a channel, right? Is to have that presence and that ability to enter flow state and that open being open, like you said, to, to what's good and true and beautiful. And what else would you want with life? 
totally agree. And listen, man, if you're a guy who creates a lawn mowing empire, then fucking yes. lawn mower. Uh, I was about to say, th- there's levels to lawn mower. You could be doing Sam or my lawn, or you could be at the Cosmopolitan and cutting that lawn and putting those crazy flowers. There's levels. There's just start somewhere. You got to start get, somewhere. You got to yeah. start somewhere, and that's the the whole thing. You just got to be open minded to it. And you know, I know that gets a little woo woo, but again, like I said. It's like all I know is when I apply these principles to my life, my life changes. And you can do it too. And you don't – listen, man. You, you start a podcast. You got five people listening to it. You know what? Keep going. Then maybe you're like, oh, man, this podcast is going, but I want to try this. Just It's like it's a constant evolution, man. And just be open to what's going around you. I know you're like, not everybody can be a podcaster. You're right. You can build shit. You can fix shit. All the handyman I talk to, they're like, I'm booked out till June. I, I, I'm booked out. There's work out there. You, you know, okay, so this is how I'm going to end it. A friend of mine named Brett Ernst was talking to uh, one of my favorite comics and good friends, Doug Stanhope. And Doug was the first comic to be like, fuck the system. I'm going to do it all my own. And he started doing what, the, what alternative comedy was meant to be, which was alt venues. And he started doing these alternative venues. Like Doug would show up in a cafeteria and do stand-up. And as long as he could sell tickets, he didn't care. He was using brown paper tickets, and he was doing what a lot of people are doing now. You know, my friend Brett Ernst, who's a very funny comic, went up to him and was like, you know, I just want to tell you, man, uh, you know, I really respect, like, you just breaking out of system, going your own way. And Doug said, you can do it too. You're just too afraid. Hmm. And that's the truth. And it's like... Anything worth anything is like worth fighting for and you have to go through it. And it's like you got to go through it to get to it. And that's just the way it is. And that is like taking chances and opening yourself up to the to the energy and the love of the universe. And when you do that, don't ask me for evidence. Just try it for like six months. Just try it. And that you need a full year to really feel it. But just give it six months. Focus on the positive. You're like, my life sucks. Well, what's going on in your life? Start writing that stuff down. Open your mind. Ask the entities of light around you to come in and help. You got to let them in. They're like vampires, right? Yes. Like <laughs> vampires knock on your door. You're like, you can't just walk in. You got to invite the vampire in. Same thing with entities of light. You got to invite them in. They're not going to help you unless you ask for help. But it's also like, yeah, I get it, man. Like light is boring sometimes, right? It's like girls <laughs> like bad boys because it seems like a lot more exciting until it's not exciting at all anymore, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, like stable is boring. Well, stable is great like 20 years in you got a nice house and retirement and all this stuff and you're working your ass off man you know just because it doesn't seem like crazy doesn't mean it isn't fulfilling and it's just like just write down things you're great at write down this do this right now write down things you are really great at be honest don't don't like uh fucking censor yourself or write things you think people want you to say be honest what am i great at what do i love to do what do I want to do and see if you can find something that connects and then focus on that and start on day one. And as soon as you start day one, the closer you are to calling your boss, hey, man, I appreciate the job. I'm out. And you're on your way, man. I'm telling you, that's the purpose of this show and my zero show. It's just like, dude, break the system. Break Fuck the yeah. system. 
Lindsay, and it's like go 10 on, minutes a day, like the book. That's all you need. 10 minutes a day? <laughs> 10 minutes a day never, ever stays 10 minutes a day. You sit down to add your 10 minutes a day into the thing that you're aiming for, and it always becomes like half an hour, hour, two hours. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but Spend at least 10, 10 minutes, minutes a day on your job. Well, because the thing is, you have to get momentum you know you have to just get started that's the battle is getting started right. and what, if you commit to 10 minutes you're started every day that was my trick that's why i was like if i just do 10 minutes exactly that i'll just at least start and do something and some days it really was only 10 minutes because i was like fuck i'll just like change the font over here and add a period or anything like, <laughs> do <laughs> but, it i love that Lindsay. that was great Lindsay, you're great i'm sorry that i jumped and talked down a couple times when you're talking i just was like and it just comes out. Maybe you were channeling. Uh, something. <laughs> it's Maybe your channeling, I exactly. Yeah. Maybe you I were. really, you guys are so fun to hang out with. I would do it anytime. It's just cool to be here. So thank you for having me. Okay, one more Perfect. time. Tell them where they can find you. Yes, go to rogueways.org. You can get the channeled books. There's two of them now. The third one is currently being channeled. And uh, you can get organized jewelry that I make. I do crystals, and all of them have a blessing infused in them because that's part of my work, too. I do spiritual guidance for people. If you're feeling like you're stuck somewhere, you just need some help or whatever, you got weird shit going on, reach out to me. We can take care of some things. And I do tarot readings and. I don't even remember what else, but Rogue Ways is my show on YouTube and podcast, and Middle Path is on Rockfin on Thursday evenings. It's live stream, so that's that's all my stuff. I would love to see uh, anybody out there in the swarm come. Oh, and don't forget your swarm love coupon if you want ten percent off anything at RogueWays.org. So you go to Rockfin, you can get you can get uh, you can get zero, you can get uh, the grace of all time, and you can get Lindsay's show all for ten bucks. Yeah. Good yeah. luck to find that anywhere else. Guys, thank you so much. Lindsay, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, always a, 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 always a wonderful time talking to you. Please email me any links you want me to put in the description. And uh, we will do it again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.